Hello and welcome back to JazzCast, the number one podcast for your Utah Jazz. Uh, as always, it's me, your host Duncan here, and man, what a tough loss after Game 6. Uh, really disappointing the team wasn't able to close out in the SLC. Uh, as we all saw, just quick Game 6 recap, um, Chris Paul was up to his old tricks of just making shots at will, and the team just wasn't able to really get the job done on offense. Uh, luckily, they do still have one chance left to get to round two um, in the final game seven in Los Angeles. So um, it all comes down to this, guys. This has been a long season for all of us. Uh, 82 plus games, 82 plus six, that's 88 games have all led to this final moment. And um, yeah, I know normally we're just kind of like joking around, having fun in the studio, but this is just, this is what we as fans prepare ourselves for. And um, yeah, we're just going to be focused, laser focused on Game 7 now. Um, so that being said, we're just going to go straight to, um, well, it's a new segment. Uh, Subway presents the Footlong Forecast with Jersey Mike. Thanks for having me back, Duncan. Uh, no problem, Mike. Welcome back to the studio. Um, so yeah, just uh, the new segment, Footlong Forecast. Um, we just go ahead and get your prediction for what's going to happen in the upcoming game. Um, so that being said, who who do you see coming out and winning Game Seven, Jersey Mike? Jazz, baby. Alright, and that was the Subway Presents Footlong Forecast, brought to you by Subway. Subway, eat fresh. Alright, and we got Jersey Mike's perspective, so I'm going to go ahead and jump into my Game 7 prediction as well. Um, basically, kind of what he got at, at the end of the day, this is just, they're going to need to lay everything on the line. We're going to need to see big efforts from the top of the roster all the way down to the bottom, and uh, hopefully the team can just kind of band together and, and figure out what they did right this series and be sure to do that in game seven and um hopefully they'll come out on top and we'll get to see them take on the golden state warriors in round two of the nba playoffs and last but certainly not least we have the fan fiction portion of the program um fan fiction as you all know are fun stories that you send in to us here at the jazz cast of just times you've imagined spending with players from our utah jazz and this uh, episode's edition was sent in to us by Stephen in Layton, Utah. Thanks, Stephen. Um, if you have a fan fiction you'd like to submit, feel free to send it into jazzcastpodcast at gmail.com. And um, eventually yours might be read on air, too. So here's uh, Stephen's story. Jazz point guard George Hill didn't just happen upon his nickname, King of the Hill, simply through his amazing ability to be an endearing floor general while leading our favorite team on the court. The roots are much deeper than that. While attending college, George took a winter break dream ski trip to Utah Olympic Park, an aptly named Park City, Utah. George and his ragtag group of friends, the Ski Squad, live by only two rules. Number one, shred powder every opportunity you can, and number two, party on! 
The squad were known for their incredible skills on the slopes and their equally incredible ability to throw the best ragers this side of Arizona State University. And by that, I mean the north side. Unfortunately, the squad's party headquarters, a popular dive bar slash dance floor slash music venue called the Chairlift, was being threatened to get shut down by a local real estate conglomerate who recently bought out the land and tried to raise the rent and drive businesses out in order to build luxury condos. The chairlift ended up only having 24 hours to raise $5,000 or else its doors would be shut forever. So the squad decided to try and do the only thing they could do, raise the funds by throwing the most epic party the Olympic Park Mountain had ever seen. In order to draw a big enough crowd, the squad decided to book Park City's preeminent ska fallout boy cover band, Skanks for the Memories. The fundraising party was an instant hit with everybody that had heard about it, raising $4,000 of the needed money just minutes before the band was set to hit the stage. If they were able to deliver their unique, mind-blowing takes on fallout boy classics with the added touch of fast-paced reggae, the additional $1,000 would be a lock. But that's when disaster struck. After finishing their sound checks, the band had decided to head back to their lodge before the show, and a sudden blizzard hit, snowing the band in from being able to make the 2,000-foot trek safely. As the crowd realized that Skanks for the Memories weren't going to be able to play, many started shuffling towards the exit. As it was looking like all hope was lost, George turned to me and said, You thinking what I'm thinking? To which I replied, Hey, they don't call us the Utah Jazz for nothing. That's when George proceeded to throw on a checkered tie, pick up the nearest trombone, and blow the metaphorical doors off the chairlift. The ruckus crowd proceeded to empty their wallets and raise the final thousand dollars needed, making George the king of the hill. And it was at that moment I knew, being a member of the Utah Jazz wasn't just a job, it was a way of life. Wow, thank you so much for that story, Steven. Um, that kind of inspirational outlook is what this team needs going into Game 7, and um, hopefully George will be the king of the Game 7 hill and come out on top with a victory. Um, as always, if you have any questions, comments, or just want to talk jazz, feel free to email us at jazzcastpodcast at gmail.com, and also feel free to follow us on Twitter at jazzcastpodcast. Until next time, go jazz. Go jazz.